0: I am officially back from my vacation. And as always, I have to pull out deeper meaning from everything I do. Nothing, (laughs) nothing in my life can be a lived experience without some level of self-reflection and me pulling out some piece of growth or insight or something that helps me in moving forward in my life and bettering myself. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's true. I cannot have a one-off experience without examining what it did for me and how it added value for me. So needless to say, I took this vacation, I was talking about it, leading up to it countless times to you guys on the podcast. We went to Disney World for my 38th birthday. I know, gasp, I don't look 38. Everybody thinks I'm like 25 or around there. Thank you. It's the Botox. (laughs) but in all seriousness, I had one of the best times of my life, and that's a bold statement, but I cannot remember the last time I spent, you know, not just one day, two days in a row, we were at the parks for two days straight. I mean, we really got the full experience where I was walking around with the biggest shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> like, like I was the happiest person. And I know they say Disney World is the happiest place on earth. And let me tell you, that's not just marketing. I was happy. And I said to Phil at one point, very early on, when we were at the very first park we went to, which was Magic Kingdom, I said to him, I don't even know if it's the rides. I said, I think it's just the environment, which to me was significant. It was pretty profound to kind of identify that. Because the thing is, is that like the bulk of the rides that I wanted to go on at say Magic Kingdom were rides that I had gone on over 20 years ago they were the same ride that I had gone on as a child. So there was that nostalgia there for me, but also it wasn't like some of those rides were like all that elaborate, right? There wasn't too much to them. Splash mountain, you ride around on like, you know, a big log looking thing. And then you go down a hill and you get splashed a little, like it's not necessarily the ride that was putting this giant smile on my face. Because even when we were just walking around, it was just being in that environment. And I'm not telling you, you have to go to Disney World to be this happy. I'm telling you my lived experience and what it did for me and some of my takeaways, not just from the trip itself. But what I pulled out that I now want to implement into my life. So that's what this episode is going to be. It's going to address things like balance in your life, boundaries as always, because I don't shut up about boundaries, but we seem to forget that they apply to all areas of our life, not just relationships, mental health, like just the topic as a whole and probably so much more. I don't know all of what's going to come out of my mouth. It's not going to be a super long-winded episode. That's my hope, at least. We've had some minor technical difficulties using the program that I use to uh, record my podcast, so I'm recording it a little bit differently on my actual computer, not on my phone this time. Hopefully, all goes well and it sounds the same, but we're just going to keep it brief for the sake of that as well. Okay, so let's jump right in. So let's talk about balance because (laughs) that's kind of the starting point of this conversation, right? I am someone who definitely takes pride, I've learned, in working hard, right? And we all have our own definition of hard work and what that looks like. And mine has changed throughout the years. I have gone from really prioritizing self-care over the amount of hours I work to then um, oh, prior to that, like working endless hours with minimal self-care and kind of like attaching my self-worth to the amount of hours I was spending working, but I wasn't really making moves forward in my career back then. And then I flip-flopped and that worked for a temporary period of time, but I was pretty much stagnant in my opinion, like there wasn't much forward movement, but I was content and I was happy. And at that point in my life, my main priority was my mental health over everything else. And it still is, it still is. But because I am much more balanced mentally and emotionally these days, and I have healthy relationships in my life, survival, right? of like, you know, I, am I going to have suicidal thoughts tomorrow or not isn't in my reality these days. Like, that's not something that I struggle with. So there's more space, in other words, mentally and emotionally for me to focus on growth in my work and my business. And therefore, now there's there's a balance, or so I thought, <laughs> of the amount of hours and effort I'm putting into things, as well as my self care, like finding ways to really integrate the two and and merge them together to find a happy medium for myself. And I think this trip to Disney really helped me there because I have had for quite some time, probably ever since starting my business. And I started my business over 10 years ago at this point, I've had this. Fear of not like if I don't work, if I don't show up because it's just me, then everything will disappear. Like I will lose everything, right? That was my thought process. If I don't show up on social media every day, if I'm not actively finding ways to engage and put myself out there, tell you I'm available for whatever services, on top of which making myself readily accessible for all of my clients 24-7 for a period of time, which then changed as I started to implement boundaries. And it was (laughs) less than 24-7, but still a lot, you know, still a lot. I am pretty accessible to the people that work with me one-on-one. And I've never taken a break. Like I've never taken a chunk of time off. You've seen me go on trips. You if you've been listening and following along for years, you've seen me take solo vacations. That was pre-Phil. You've seen me live in Mexico while with Phil. Like I've gone all over the place, but I've never been off off ever. It just never happened. <laughs> because I've always been posting and answering text messages from clients and things like that, which was all fine. It was fine for me at that time, but I don't think I really truly understood the value of actually designating a small period of time where I check out of everything and I just give myself space and freedom until recently, until I finally did it for myself. And I don't really know nor care if I'm being honest, all of the contributing factors that got me to this point, I'd rather address what it felt like to be in this point because I think the contributing factors are going to be different for everyone if you feel me. What I do realize now is this. For a lot of people, it's scary to take a chunk of time off because then, you know, first of all, that's a boundary that you set, right? To say I'm out of the office until this day. I remember if we go back to my brother's recent wedding, <laughs> which is funny to say it that way, but you know, the big wedding, even though he's still married to the same person, the big wedding that we celebrated uh, was it early October? I believe it was early October, late September, whatever it was. It was weeks ago. Uh, I remember sitting down and it was my brother myself and my sister-in-law's brother. We were having breakfast together the morning of the wedding because my sister-in-law's brother and myself were officiating the wedding. And we were talking about work. We were talking about something. And he was saying how he had people from his office contacting him, even though he's got It was notified to everybody that he works with that he's out of the office for however long and he's got like an auto responder on his emails this person kept emailing and asking for something to get done and he was so calm in sharing this information with us and that's what i was paying attention to much less the story itself and more so his emotional state when i witnessed him sharing the story and at one point and all the details of the story really don't matter because at one point this was my major takeaway. He just very casually and calmly said, everybody deserves time off. It's just really important to take it. And I don't know, but for such a simple statement and, and, and a factual statement at that, it was profound for me because he's, Really successful in what he does. He comes from an extremely successful family. And I just thought, that's a mindset I don't know. That's not the mindset that I was taught in my family, right? And I'm not comparing because that would be like comparing strawberries to apples in this case, in terms of comparing his family to my family and our parents. And it would be unfair, right? They're different. But I was taught with a mindset of like, you never rest. And I thought I had a grasp on the self-care and and the resting part years ago when I made a decision for myself to prioritize my mental health, right? And so I started making sure I was getting massages because that was really helping me in my mental and emotional and physical state. I was prioritizing friends and and family members and and time doing the things that brought me joy over just like digging my heels in and trying to grind and I, I had a strong aversion to the word grind for a period of time as well to cut to the point i wasn't raised with with this mindset of like rest and so clearly i thought as i made changes to my own routines and habits that i had gotten you know a handle on that i had made a change but because and and this is why i always emphasize like you never get there right you you get to a destination along the the lifelong journey you're on but there's many destinations you get to right and that's kind of that layered process that i always talk about because you'll set a goal You'll get to that goal, and then it's like turning a chapter in the book. Now you've got a new goal from where you're standing, and you can look back and be like, "Wow, I've come so far." But then there's also this mindset of like, "But there's so much more I would like to do or learn or accomplish." And so this was kind of like one of those moments, right, where I was able to realize, okay, well, yeah, I did get a a handle on it at, from where I was standing, right? I made changes from where I was standing on my own, and now. I I wanna take it to like, you know, another level or a notch up here and really designate a period of time where I can take a break. So doing that, wow, uh, brought up a lot of fear, <laughs> a lot of fear, um, of like all of my hard work is gonna go to Fall by the wayside if I am not actively checking things and reading things. And the truth is, is that I I have somebody who manages my email, my inbox for me, and relays that information to me. They knew I was going out of town. On top of that, I had prepared in advance all of my social media posts because I made a decision for myself and set a boundary that I didn't want to have to create while I was away because that's part of my work. But I didn't want to stop posting to social media because that will impact the growth that I've had there. It it does take my my account and the numbers and the insights, which help me gain attention and eyes on my work, but also gain new clients and students to my courses. And on top of that, also, it allows me the opportunities to do brand deals and partnerships when I have good numbers, right? So all of that work would fall by the wayside if I wasn't active on there regularly. Now, if I was at a different level, if I was in the millions, maybe the hit I took wouldn't impact me significantly at that point, right? But at this point it would, and I'm on a a mission of growth at the moment. And so I prepared things in advance and just was respecting my boundaries of like, this is something that I want to keep up with, and it's not really going to bother me or impact my day or my vacation because I'm waking up early anyway. And so it's already created. The captions are written. All I got to do is click post manually when I go in there. Could I have done some automation? Sure, I could have. I don't trust things like that. I don't like things like that. I'm a control freak. Okay. So to my point, I'm just giving you the details of my boundaries. I was not interacting with clients. I was not taking um, calls. I was not meeting with anyone. I was not reading emails. I wasn't even opening emails. And I'll tell you what: once I got through my fear of like, oh God, what could happen if my eyes aren't on everything? And and that's the control part of me, like. <laughs> Like this comes out when I'm when someone's driving and I'm not in the driver's seat of the car, I <laughs> I do I don't do well. I just start I, specifically when Phil drives, whew, many of arguments there because I can't control myself and I have to right and you know and so I have to actively work on that. I don't like being out of control. My lack, my, my fear of not being in control comes from my lack of trust in other people to take care of me. And even if I get it in one area of my life, what happens is like, it shows up in another area and it's like, there's that thing again that you're scared of, that someone's not going to take care of you the way you're going to take care of you or look out for you the way you're going, because people didn't right for so long. And that takes time. So To my point, once I got over those fears, I was able to just respect my boundary mentally, emotionally, and physically and check out of work and really embrace like the vacation and the joy. Going to Disney World had so many different layers to it, right? The nostalgia and those memories from childhood that were very fond for me. But the environment as i mentioned earlier was was the thing that really i don't know set the tone if you will and that was so fascinating to me but also as i mentioned earlier profound because i take that out of that context and this is what i do in my work all the time i pluck it out of that context and i apply it to all others and that's a skill in and of itself if you because Because to take it out of that context means to eliminate rides and that the whole branding of Disney and blah, 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 and just take the idea portion out, right? The environment is what influenced my mental, emotional, physical state the most, right? So take that information out and now shoot it into every other area of my life. And so what I started saying to Phil while we were there was like, I need this joy all the time. And he was like, yeah. I agree with you and i'm like but realistically because realistically you can't go to disney every day and matter of fact i wouldn't want to right it would get old and tired and boring so how do i replicate this energy and this mindset and this feeling that i have while being here in this environment elsewhere well i gotta look at the contributing things that played a role right very clear boundaries for myself play play right gifting myself the freedom to be a little kid in a way to scream and yell and 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 this is pretty significant as well dress however you want to dress something so fascinating about being in disney is that like everybody is themselves right who Nobody cares if there's an 80-year-old woman in mouse ears or a two-year-old in mouse ears. Everybody is decked out in Disney attire, which, mind you, on the scale of like, is this fashionable or not? The answer is usually no. (laughs) Don't worry. I bought my own Disney shirt, so and I wore it all the way home on the plane, and I wore it out. So like, I I have no shame either, but that's the thing. There is no shame there. Nobody's judging anyone in that environment. That's the takeaway. Nobody is judging anyone. Now, for what it's worth, there was a negative aspect that we witnessed, but we didn't have this experience with each other. What we witnessed was it could take you in one direction or another. Disney and the environment as a whole could take you in the direction that we went in, which was like, we've never been happier and we never felt more in love. (laughs) We had a grand old time. Like it was the best thing ever. Or you listen to people bickering and arguing about everything because they allowed the stress of the environment, which all environments have. <laughs> That's so important to note. Even the healthiest environments have stressors. OK, Disney had them. I actually we started arguing the very first day for like an hour and then we nipped it in the bud real quick. Is it butter but? Whatever it is, we nipped it real quick because he pinpointed it real fast. I was overwhelmed. I had the Disney app on my phone. It's a whole nother language you got to learn and speak. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, we've got to do this. And we've got to make sure, you know, at 7 a.m., like we look at the rides and we book a lightning lane pass, which is like a fast pass to get you through the line quicker. But it, they make you do a reservation. So it's not like you could just show up at the ride have your lightning lane, get to the front. It's like, they're going to book you in at 140. So you got plan your day around it. And I'm trying to do all this stuff. I'm like, we need reservations if we want to go out to eat, like everything gets booked up. And he was like, aim, you're making it too stressful. He's like, can we just like, you know, do our thing and enjoy it the way we always do. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. I can let go of all of those things and stop trying to control the day and try to plan it. We've planned it enough in terms of, we know what park we want to go to. I had a list of non-negotiable rides, which we nailed the minute we went in the park. We just went boom, 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 right through them. And then went on some of them a second time because we already did them all, which is cool. But none of that went smoothly until I just let go of control the same with being in the car with him. (laughs) So after we were at Disney, we had to rent a car and drive to Gainesville, Florida, where two of the bands that he books were playing at a festival, they were headlining it. And so we had to drive about an hour and a half and he did the rental car. So I couldn't drive and I don't do well in the passenger seat normally. And I didn't do well the ride down. I rode his ass verbally the whole ride down and it was not pleasant then we were at odds with each other. And so he brought it to my attention. He was like, please work on that. And I'm like, okay. And when, listen, when someone brings something to my attention, I'll tell you what, one thing I have unwavering confidence about, I'm going to change it and I change it fast. So we were in Gainesville Friday until Monday when we drove back to the airport with the car an hour and a half back up to Orlando or down or whatever direction is, I proudly shut the F up in the car. I found a way to cope with my anxiety. And some of you are probably listening going, how could it have been that drastic of a change? Well, I made a decision. I don't want to do this and I don't want to fight about it. And I don't want to be that person. I hate when people do that to me. It's so annoying. So I immediately put myself in his shoes and I'm like, mm, don't like that coming at me. What do I like? And then it was like, okay, how do I, how do I act? How do I implement this? Well, I realized if I don't look straight ahead at the road, then I'm fine. So I just look out the window to the right. I can't look down. I get car sick. So I can't like distract myself with my phone or anything, but I am able to find something that mitigates that reaction. Right. Needless to say, I did it successfully. Didn't didn't yell, scream, panic, gasp once and got it. We as we pulled in to drop the car off, that's when I cat because I was like, I'm not doing this five minutes before we drop off the car, because God forbid karma's a bitch and it bites me in the ass. And then I end up screaming about something. So the minute we pulled in and we're getting out, I go, I just want to point out to you that I'm really proud of myself. I didn't yell once this entire car ride. And he was like, good job. And I'm thinking, don't I get more than that? <laughs> That was, a, that was a huge moment of growth, but that's how he is. He's just like, you know, matter of fact, very neutral, very calm about everything. He's like, yeah, you did. I'm proud too. Like in that tone the whole time. And I'm like, cool. We could cheer. I could get a medal. Can I get a medal? Maybe a trophy, perhaps a sticker. I don't know something. Um, but my point is, is the, the releasing control Happened in a couple different areas. And the minute I did that, everything felt better. Everything went smoother. And so take that out of that context, right? Pluck it out and now toss it into every other area of your life. Like when I come, I, now I'm home, getting back into my routine and my work. And it's like, okay, where can I let go of control in my normal day to day? Where can I be a little bit more relaxed? Where can I incorporate more fun? And that is exactly how I do that, right? So I take from that experience and I pluck it out and apply it everywhere else. And I start reflecting and examining and getting creative and going, okay, like clearly I'm not going to go to a theme park every week. But when I spend time with my nephew, I have the most amount of fun like similar type of playful fun that I have at a theme park. So spend more time in that environment, right? What else? Well, clearly I felt so free to be me in an environment where other people were doing the same and not judging anyone. All right, well, let me check my environments and the people I'm surrounding myself with or following online or reading about or watching on TV, like those things that I talked about in that previous episode of the podcast, where, where is that maybe still occurring in some way, shape or form? And how can I reduce exposure to it? And how can I increase my exposure to environments that are more accepting and more freeing and more fun and playful and all of those things? You guys, the day has arrived. I'm so excited to share my 14 days of magic full experience with you today. I've completed the whole 14 day challenge of drinking magic mind every single day and focusing on the goals that I set. Now, just to recap real quick, my goals were to improve my self-talk, to up my yoga practice to two times a day instead of one, to set better, firmer boundaries around my own self-doubt, self-criticism, and all the voices that tell me I'm not good enough, and to start dancing again. Okay, so I'm going to give you my honest experience here. You know I like to keep it real. I'm never going to lie to you. Here's the deal. Because I was incredibly more focused and relaxed, and I attribute that to the ashwagandha, which is in Magic Mind, and the mushrooms that I believe the proper term for is lion's mane, but you should definitely get on Magic Mind's email list, P.S., because their emails are so fascinating. I'm not even lying, I save them. And they educate you on the ingredients and benefits way better than I ever could. I was incredibly diligent because of those at improving my self-talk and my boundaries around my own self-doubt and self-criticism. Like, I won't say it's completely gone, but I will say it has drastically improved. I'm feeling better and I'm noticing a major shift in my mindset and my self-talk. I mentioned in last week's episode that adaptogens really supported my nervous system. Dropping the cortisol levels, and that allows me to feel more at ease and aligned with myself, which I think also supports my mindset and my self-talk, right? So everything is kind of connected here. Something else that I did notice that was really significant was my anxiety has decreased. That allowed me to be way more productive in my work and so much happier in my relationships. I was able to start incorporating yoga in the evenings, which I plan to continue. Now, I was ambitious and I did add that fourth goal of dancing. I did get some dancing in, (laughs) but I have to admit that I was not consistent there, and that came down to time management, not really focus, okay? Therefore moving forward, I am going to plan to continue drinking Magic Mind. It's very, very helpful for me, very supportive, and I've seen drastic changes just in my mood and my stress levels and my mindset but now moving forward, I'm gonna focus on managing my time better so I can try to prioritize and fit dance into, I don't wanna say my days, but my weeks, all right? Now I'm really excited because I will be selecting a winner at the end of November for the hashtag 14 days of magic challenge. So if you haven't started yet, Use my code DOTS14 and grab some magic mind of your own. The winner gets a free subscription. Guys, you want that. The link and the code are located in the episode description. Be sure you're using the hashtag 14 days of magic to create content and submit it at the link for the opportunity to win. The campaign ends November 30th. Remember you're creating content around your goals Be creative and make sure you're showing how this is helping you and enhancing your life and bettering yourself. I will be picking a winner based off of who filmed the most creative and visible changes in their life. So stay tuned to the end of November where I will be selecting that winner and announcing it on the podcast. All right, so here's what I want you to take away. I want you to recognize as you go through your life. You can pluck out opportunities for growth. You can pluck out information. You can pluck out guidance, insights, wisdom, whatever you want to call it, from every single situation you've ever been in, good or bad. Now, does that mean you want the bad ones to happen again? Absolutely not. But if you can find gain in every situation, then it helps you grow. I have been someone who's been through, you know, my fair share of bad situations, right? Traumatic or abusive situations. And in those situations where I felt like I was very much out of control in terms of what was happening and what other people were doing and how I was being treated, I always found a sense of control, (laughs) And this is not in a negative way this is not like in a control freak way but i found a sense of empowerment in realizing that i can learn something from every situation now obviously it's way more fun when you're in a positive environment clearly and this this birthday trip really added so much value well beyond where i went and what i did and what I was able to kind of bring home was this newfound clarity around balance in my life. What is going to bring me way more joy and excitement than I had prior to this trip? what is going to really contribute to that next level of peace, that next level of happiness, that next level of inspiration, and what is going to bring me closer to myself and allow me to feel more confident, empowered, and free. And that means plucking out from that, and from that experience what I enjoyed, what I found to be impactful in a positive way and what allowed me to feel excited and happy and really more aligned with myself and who I want to be and become. So I hope in sharing this with you, you're able to kind of take that formula, if you will, and utilize it in your own lives. And what, again, you don't have to be going on a, a a trip or a vacation to pull out where can I, where can I add more balance into my life? And what would it look like? You know, a lot of the questions I always get from individuals end up being, well, how do I do that? Or what does that look like? Can you give me an example? So my hope is that in this podcast, I detail out my experience to provide you that visual and that example that you may not have in your actual life, but you have by listening to me or other people, you know, um, on a podcast or on social media. So that's all she wrote this week. I will say though, that I need to go back to Disney world Uh, not just for the amount of joy that it brings me, but also because I forgot that Universal Studios was not part of Disney and it's its own separate park and like situation, right? It's its own entity. And there's a lot at that one that I went to as a child once more that I remember and need to go back. So Phil and I already talked about this and we're like, "Nope, we got to go back and make a whole day out of going to Universal Studios. So I'm really, really excited about that because I'm a future planner, if you will. I like to have things to to look forward to and get excited about. Um, And that was another little piece that I could pluck away from this is like, how can I add more things into my weeks and my calendar monthly? that feel like I'm looking forward to something that's exciting, that isn't always just a big trip, you know? So stay tuned. I'm sure I'll share those with you along the way, but hopefully you gain something from this and I'll see you next week. Take care.